Hello, you're listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. Hi, Facebook family. It's Pastor Robinson again. I'm glad that you're with me again on this Sunday, and I pray that you've had an amazing week last week. Remember, you're still walking in faith, not fear. Still walking in faith and believing God. So thank God that you're with me on today. Well, before we get started, I want to pray um, because I believe there's a word from the Lord. Now, I intentionally um, kind of keep my sermons um, to a little nugget because that's how God gives it to me. But today I tell you, if you stay with me and hear what the Lord has to say, when we leave each other, we'll be better. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Thank you for another opportunity to gather with the saints. Now, I I know I may not be able to see them. We can't grab hands. But Father, you said that if two or three, if we touch and agree on anything. And so, Father, right now, we are agreeing that the word of God shall go forth on today. We are agreeing that you're going to have your way during this broadcast and this time. So, Father, thank you for what the word is going to do. Not what man is going to do, but what the word of God is going to do. The word of God changes us. It inspires us. It corrects us. And so, Father, thank you that your word will have its way on today and that the people of God shall be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So I want you to go with me today to Psalms 119. Uh, Psalms 119. And for those of you that know me, I like to tell you where I'm going before we jump in the car and get going. So the title for today is my past is for a reason. My past, my past has been for a reason. Just by nature of the word past, it is meaning that something has gone by in time and no longer existing. The past is that which has already taken place which has already taken place. So five minutes ago is a past. Moments ago is a past. As time ticks on and progressions, that which has already happened is considered my past. But for us as believers, we have to understand that our past is for a reason. In other words, what has happened to us up until this point? All of these experiences have been for a reason. Now, I know some of them we don't understand yet, the connection. Some of them were pleasant things. Some of them were bad things, some good experiences. We've had some highs. We've had some lows. But when we walk in sync with God and in the will of God, everything in my past has been for a reason. Now, before we get started, though, reading in Psalms 19, I want you to look at it this way. COVID-19 will be over. I believe by faith, whether it's a vaccine, eventually we're going to get back to some sense of normalcy. Now, will we ever go back to the way it was? I don't think so. I don't think so. There's some precautions and things that we are doing now that we probably will always do. But I will say this pandemic as we know it now will eventually be classified as in the past. So here's the thing. As a believer, what do I do with these past experiences? It will be a shame to have gone through a pandemic, COVID-19, and not have gleaned what I was supposed to glean during this time. So what is the point of these challenging times in our past? What, What would God have us to do? Now, I heard a preacher on yesterday, 
Um, my husband and I happened to be looking at TV and we heard a preacher on yesterday say that um, the church is going to look different. Um, the way we do church. And he was explaining how the church is used to being in the confines of the walls. And now due to COVID-19, we've had to think outside the box and send the message in a whole nother way. And I agree. So the church as an institution has had to change. But COVID-19, I'm not as concerned about the church as an institution changing. I want to make sure that the church, meaning me, changes. See, the church is a body of baptized believers. So it's really the individuals. I mean, if you go into a building that they call the church and put a strobe light and turn the lights down and put on music that may not be pleasing to the Bible, we call it a club. So the building itself is not necessarily the church. I mean, you've had some churches where people have changed and put condos and apartments and made it where people, the brick and mortar does not make up the church. It's not a church. It's a building. You put a steeple and you put pews and that's where we, the believers, come to worship. But the church is and always will be you. So here's the thing. We as the church, the individual, has to examine and say, when I come out of this, these past experiences, what was I supposed to get from it and how am I to be better? So let's look at Psalms 119 and I want to start at verse 71. It says, it is good for me that I was afflicted. Now, I'm going to tell you, just that alone is kind of contradictory and it's mind-boggling for you to say that it was good for you that you had been afflicted. Now, usually when we're going through things, we don't say, God, this is good. No. We usually don't get the level of appreciation for an experience until after that experience is over. But I tell you, as a child of God walking in faith, you have to know, I'm going to go through some hard times that don't feel good right now. But if Jesus is with me and I'm walking in his will, trust me, even that which feels bad, eventually is going to turn out for my good. So it says, it was good for me that I was afflicted. Why? It says that I may learn your statutes. It says the law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Your hands made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. So this scripture is, is implying that during my afflictions and during those challenging times, guess what I did? I learned more of him. Now the Amplified puts those same verses this way. Verse 71, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver. Your hands have made me and established me. Guess what affliction does? It establishes you. There's nothing like hearing a powerful testimony after somebody comes out of something. You know, if you want to get the organ going in the church, people shout, y'all know how we do. Let somebody have gone through something and come out of it. Oh my, that honey, that'll send us in an uproar. You know why? Because affliction establishes us. I really don't know what's in you when things are good. And here's the deal. You don't know what you have in you until what's in you is challenged. And when we are challenged to find out what's in us, it's usually doing affliction. So the Bible says, your hands have made me and established me. Give me understanding. Watch this. Oh, I love the Amplified. Verse 73, it says, give me understanding and a 
teachable heart that I may learn your commandments. If you have a Bible, if you write in yours, you know, we used to write in our Bibles until we got all this fancy stuff. You write in yours a teachable heart. When was the last time we even used those, that terminology, that word, when it comes to us as believers? We still have to remain teachable. It says, your hands have made me, 73 again, and it is worth reading again from the Amplified. It says, your hands have made me and established me. Give me understanding and a teachable heart that I may learn your commandments. Lord, help me remain teachable. Even when I don't like what's happening to me, even when I don't understand what's happening, don't let me get bitter and angry. Don't let my heart get hard. No, help give me a teachable heart. God, affliction will help me to learn. Affliction is the challenges in life that I grow from. But if I'm going through affliction and I don't have a teachable heart, you know how you tell young people, can't anybody tell you nothing? You have learned yourself, can't tell, uh-huh. Uh -huh. your, your parents, you're trying to talk to them and tell them not to do a certain thing because this is going to happen or that is going to happen. Mom, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Really, that now they're becoming unteachable because they don't want to hear anything you have to say. So you as a parent have to step back and you say, now when you bump your head, you'll be back. You'll be back. Lo and behold, they bump their head and they come back. I want to remain with my Lord. I want an understanding heart and I want a teachable. I want the Lord to be able to teach me. I want him to be able to instruct me and correct me. I don't want to get evil and hard hearted where he's trying to show me something. And because I don't like where I am, I don't like what people have done to me. I don't like the situation. I then become unteachable. Well, what he's trying to say, my flesh gets involved and I don't want to hear. So here's the thing. Hmm. My past is for a reason. So let's, let's look at something else. And I, I want to look at Hebrews five and eight. And it says, although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. See, no one likes challenging times. No one likes hard times. No one likes being pressed and pulled and no one likes the pressures. No one likes when things don't work out your way. But do you know when you really find the character of a person is doing those times? It when you know when I learn the things of God, when your relationship really grows and develops in him, it's not doing the good times. It's doing the challenging times. So it says, although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things that he suffered. At the same time when you're saying, God, I want to grow in you. God, I want to know you more. Lord, when I come out of COVID-19, I want to know you better. But guess what? You got to go through some things during this time such that you can know him better. Here's the thing. We say, Lord, Lord, enlarge my territory. Lord, stretch me and make me better. Really what you're saying is, Lord, I'm going to have to go through some things. Keep my heart teachable. Help me to obey you, God. Help me to stay strong under pressure because if I want to grow in God, I'm going to have to endure some things. All right. As I was studying, I came across this great philosopher and there was a, a quote that I want to share. His name is Soren Gotti. And it says, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived 
forward. Isn't that interesting? Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forward. In other words, I have to be able to take my experiences from my past. Now, my past doesn't define me. My past helps to build me to be the person that I am. But I have a whole future. If I don't like my past, I can take my present, change my actions, and propel me into a different future. But life can only be understood backwards. In other words, my past helps to define where I am today, and it helps give some explanation as to how I got here. But my past does not determine my future. My past helps me to figure out I'm here now. But I have a right in this moment to change my mindset and my decisions, which will help me to propel me to the future that I want. Here's the thing. My past for a believer, your past experiences used the way the Lord has intended us to use them can propel us to a whole different future. What we want to say is we're shameful of our past or Lord, we, we let the enemy beat us down with, we, we feel insecure about our past and man, I, I, you know, I didn't do this and I should have done that. And we're remorseful. We're, we're constantly rehashing how bad I was and we constantly rehashing the opportunities that I missed. That's not the purpose of your past. The past is not to hold you hostage in your present. The past is there for you to grow thereby. And then at this point, because of my past, I can make wiser decisions. Now, I give an example. I am not the best of cooks. Now, put it on out there, sisters, but I can cook now, but I'm not the best of cooks. So I would watch my mom, but I would rather be outside playing tag touch football with my uncles, which I shouldn't have been doing, or skating or basketball. I was one of those tomboy girls. So I didn't hang out in the kitchen much. So as I got older, I learned to cook somewhat through watching her, but then trial and error. Mm, that didn't good. You put too much of this, put too much of that. So when I tried again, I tweak it. Ah, better, better. And the more I cooked, the better I became. So my past experiences in cooking helped me to tweak my recipes every time I cooked. So I learned it was bad this time, better this time. Woo, much better this time. Now you're really good. So the more I did a thing and I tweaked it based on my past experiences, I got better and better. So if we learn to take our past experiences to grow us, that's exactly what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to hinder us. The Bible says the plans that he has for you, they are good and they're not evil. In other words, the Lord expects you to have a bright future. But if our past is not used to catapult us for us to learn from, if we allow the enemy to hold us hostage to that, if we allow the enemies to say, I don't even deserve a bright future because back then I did such and such, or I wasn't the best mom I should have been. I, I didn't do right by them or, or this relationship was horrible with this person. And so I don't even think I should ever get married or I I'm not going to date anymore. I'm done with that because I had a bad experience in my past. Look at what you're doing to your future. You're stifling your future, but your past is for a reason but it's never to stifle your future. Man, I tell you. So it says what I really need in the case of figuring out how to deal with my past, it says what I really need is to get clear about what I must do. 
not what I must know, except insofar as knowledge must precede every act. My past gives me knowledge to precede my future acts. My past gives me knowledge. You know, in college, you think, you know, you can stay up late at night and cram for that big exam. You realize your head split and the Red Bull not working. Oh my gosh, you, this wasn't a great idea. So the next exam comes. Guess what? My past experience tells me I better start studying a whole lot sooner than the night before. My past helps to dictate. Use it as a tool to help you dictate your future, not to allow it to hold you hostage. The purpose of it, what matters is to find a purpose out of your past, to see what it really is that God wills that you should do. There's a purpose, God, for my past. My past experiences have a purpose. Glory to God. Some of the experiences that we have faced in our past weren't even for us anyway. We learn from them. But some of our past experiences were only sent such that we can be a blessing to others. We can share with others that I can feel what others have felt. You say, Lord, where did this come from? How did this happen? And it doesn't connect yet. Then you run across someone that you can share your experience with. And I believe God allows us to experience some things such that we can be a blessing to others. It's all of your experiences are not all about you. Hallelujah. And I know nobody likes that because we think everything is about us. I'm going to be honest with you. But not all of our experiences are about us. To me, I think you are a narrow-minded believer to think that everything that God allows to come in your life is about you. It's not. Some of us have experienced some challenging times and you're thinking, God, where did that come from? And later on, you're bumping to somebody you can share. And that person begins to cry and say, oh my goodness, thank you for understanding. And you're like, wow, now I see God. Why I even went through that such that I could be a blessing and let the Jesus be seen in me. So I'm telling you, get past everything being about you. So it says what matters is to find a purpose. Let your past propel you to your purpose. There's a purpose, God, for all of that. There's a purpose. And God, you're going to intertwine what happened to me in the past to help me make wiser decisions, to catapult me into my future. And it says to see what it really is that God's will is for you to do. The crucial thing is to find a truth with, which is a truth for you, to find the idea for which I am willing to live and to die. Find that purpose. Find that purpose, find that purpose that God has for you, that will that he has for you. Take your past experiences, make wise decisions in your present and watch God fulfill the purpose that he has for you in your life. So back at Psalms 119 and 71 through 73 in the Amplified. Now with all of that being said and thinking about that when you come out of this COVID-19 experience, this past few months or so, you would say, man, I could see Jesus and I see what he was doing. So Psalms 119, for it was good for me that I had been afflicted, that I may learn uh, your statutes. The law from your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver. Your hands have made me and established me. Give me understanding. And here we go. What did we say earlier? And a teachable heart that I may learn your commandments. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus we thank you so much that our past was not meant to destroy us 
everything, dear God, that you allowed us to experience, you can work that out for our good. Man, there are certain things, dear God, that, that I can say right now as I'm praying and thinking, it was good for me that I have been afflicted. Man, I got to know you as a healer. I got to know you as the mother to the motherless. I got to know you as the father to the fatherless. Father, I got to know you as a provider. It was hurtful then. I didn't really understand it all, but I knew your hand was there. So Father, thank you that as we reminisce or review or look over our past, we can see how far you brought us. Now, Father, in our present, help us to make wise decisions based on our past. And then God, from there, thank you for the future, the plans that you have for us. The Bible says they're good and they're not evil and they're to bring us to an expected end. So Father, thank you that the purposes and the plan of God shall be filled in our lives. So, so Father, we thank you so much for it. Now, Father, we have prayed this prayer in faith and the word of God tells me when I do that, you hear me. The word of God says, not only do you hear me, but you're going to answer. So we thank you in advance for it. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Well, Facebook family, I have loved this. And I tell you, I don't know about any other preacher, but trust me, the word finds me first. I had one of those experiences this week. Well, something happened a few weeks ago in my past and I couldn't figure it out. I was like, y'all, where'd that come from? Kind of made me upset and I was going through my little stuff like we all do. But I said, God, still giving them glory, still trust them. I said, you gonna, you, it'll make sense after a while. Then a few days ago, I had an opportunity to share with the lady. And man, the tears began to flow. And when I finished talking to her and stepped away, it was as if the Lord says, now that's why. And I was like, yes, it all makes sense. I didn't like it though. Didn't understand it. But just the fact that I could share and show and the love of God and plant seeds of the word of God in that young lady's life, it was worth it. So as believers, as believers during this time, don't think that your experiences are solely for you. Don't, don't think things that you've experienced in your past still don't connect yet. God will give you an opportunity even out of that to minister to someone. So amen for that. Well, I pray, I pray that you guys have an amazing week on this week. Every day, think about this. I want you to feed your faith through the word of God, through fellowship and even with the saints, through spending time in prayer. Put on a good gospel song and let it play through the house. Feed your faith. And while you're feeding your faith, guess what you're doing at the same time? You're starving your flesh to death. So on that note, I pray you have an amazing week. I pray God's covering and that all works well. And I tell you, he's still working miracles in COVID-19. And guess what? This week could be your week. So take care. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. If you're interested in joining us on Sundays at 1 p.m. through our Facebook live stream, Simply type Life Worship Center in the search column. Make sure to check for the church's logo and hit the like button. You can also find us on YouTube as well, following the previous instructions, then clicking the subscribe button. Join us and be blessed. And remember, there's life in the word.